0: You can find answers to these questions and more in our latest report, which you can download at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Structural Engineering Channel, a podcast focused on helping structural engineering professionals stay up to date on technical trends in the field and to help them succeed in their careers and lives. In this episode, we'll be talking to Damon Ho, a segment market manager at Simpson Strong Tie about how getting an MBA can help you in your engineering career. I'm your co-host Matt Picardle.
2: And I'm your co-host Rachel Holland. Now let's jump into our conversation of the week with Damon.
0: Before we dive in, we'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI, a leader in engineering exam prep for the FE and PE exams. PPI provides expert prep courses and study resources designed to help you pass the FE and PE exams the first time. PPI's live online courses include hours of lectures, problem-solving demonstrations, exam strategy sessions, office hours, and a passing guarantee. Check out PPI today at ppi2pass.com to see all the options available for FE and PE exam prep. Now let's dive into today's episode.
2: Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. Can you introduce yourself and just let the audience, uh, the listeners, know a little bit about what you do on a daily basis?
3: Thank you for having me on the show. My name is Damon Ho. I am currently the product manager for Simpson Strong Tie. I work with various departments to help develop, launch, and manage the Strong Frame and the Strong Wall product line.
2: Just to add to that a little bit, why
3: don't you just talk a little bit about what the Strong Frame line is? So the Strong Frame and the Strong Wall product line are part of the Simpson Strong Ties lateral systems. They are the components that are commonly used for resisting uh, your wind loads and your seismic lateral loads in a building.
1: You had a pretty interesting career path as well. Did you... Kind of explain how you went into engineering and then more into where you ended up in your career, like engineering and then all the other things. I know you got your MBA too. So maybe going through your career path a little
3: bit. My career path, like you mentioned, is uh, a little bit somewhat unusual or colorful, I like to say. Getting into engineering, as I was growing up, I had a number of interests and in junior high, I got to take a technical drawing class and I found that I had a a knack for understanding and creating technical drawings. And I started off essentially as my journey to become an engineer. After I got my undergraduate, I needed a convenient way to avoid grown up responsibilities. So one of my mentor at the time encouraged me to take the path less traveled. So I took advice and traveled to New Zealand to get my master's from University Canterbury. And then after New Zealand, I ended up back at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo uh, where I got my undergraduate. And there I split my time between teaching at Cal Poly and working part-time for um, a local engineering office. The MBA essentially became a natural progression since I was already back at Cal Poly for the second time and the program was conveniently offered and I had the the flexibility to take on that new knowledge.
2: That's about the time when you went back to Cal Poly. That's when I actually met you for the first time, Damon. And I think that you being in that MBA program is something that sort of put that seed in my head about going to get your MBA as an engineer and how you could kind of do both. So I thank you for that. I don't know if you know that, but that kind of planted the seed for me. What about uh, in terms of getting that MBA? Do you think that it's helped your engineering career? And like. Since you've sort of shifted away from engineering, do you think it played a critical role or how did it affect your career path?
3: I would say that the MBA provided new skill sets and being able to interact with other people outside of engineering, which is what I knew at the time, uh, really helped broaden and let me realize how big the world and how big the opportunity is out there. And so some of the new concepts that I picked up uh, that were very impressionable for me with the MBA experience was, there were several, but one was marketing and the other is organizational behavior. And so those were the really interesting new concepts that actually does have some technical merit behind it. And it's just that as engineers, we just kind of put that in the category of, well, that's very liberal artsy, or but there's actually a lot of technical merit behind those concepts that naturally gravitated to just because you know I had the technical background uh, to begin with. For some engineers, it, it can be a great compliment because you're able to essentially learn a new language that you can apply your engineer skill set and engineering concept to. There are a lot of engineers that can transition and hop into a MBA program a lot easier than somebody with a business undergraduate trying to hop into, let's say, an engineering, more technical background. So for me personally, it's helped me to pick up that language, understanding these additional concepts that now I get to apply. If you're in that field right now, uh, in the engineering field, in some environments, and some offices, you will eventually get those opportunity as you progress in your career advancement. At the time, it was uh, an, a convenient way for me to, again, delay me being a grown-up, and uh, it was a convenient excuse to continue with my education and avoid that commitment of finding a quote-unquote real job. I would say that in you know many cases, my path, and it would be very different. Otherwise, that may just be fruitful or fulfilling. It just happened to be my progression.
1: Well, my professors always said in terms of like getting all of the degrees and all those things is it may take more time, but once you get it, it's you know, no one can take that away from you. And you can take it with you for the rest of your career. You may have a later start in your career. But once you get those degrees, that's it. You got it. And you don't have to worry about it. It's kind of like taking your exams, engineering exams. Once you get it out of the way, you can move forward.
3: These degrees, though, it's not my quote. I can't take credit for it. But you know they're pieces of paper on the wall until you do something with it.
1: For getting that MBA, I'm trying to think of it from an engineer's perspective. I guess, what are the benefits of getting an MBA? And what are those MBA classes like? Is it, there's some technical merit stuff from an engineering student? How is it different? And what are the benefits of getting an MBA?
3: My experience with Cal Poly, um, the MBA classes, they're different. Of course, Uh, a lot of times these are Uh, taking place in lecture halls and some of the more common classes. But there are some of the smaller classes, the interaction is similar to uh, engineering. It's what's perhaps different is in that environment, you'll tend to interact with more people that have various different backgrounds. It's not as much homogenized when you have A class full of engineers versus a class full of business majors that are also focusing on various other aspects under the umbrella of business. So, for example, folks from finance, folks from marketing, even production, organizational behavior. Those are folks with various different backgrounds and those discussions are what are the, the value being able to interact with folks with various different viewpoints and backgrounds.
2: Yeah, that's definitely something like just the diversity that comes into the cohorts. You just get to hear so many different perspectives on different types of businesses and how things apply and don't apply. And it's definitely interesting.
3: Yeah. And in the work environment, that certainly helps with having the experience of hearing different points of view and not so much the black and white from engineering where, hey, two plus two is not going to equal five or six, but that's a slightly different rule set right, for the MBA environment.
1: Yeah. And that's how the business works nowadays, especially with the world becoming smaller and smaller with all of our communications. You got to take into account all those different perspectives and backgrounds.
2: When you're choosing a career in engineering, knowing, you know, what you like and what you're passionate about is important. But equally so, I think knowing what you're maybe not interested in or what you're not passionate about is just as important, right? So how did you know personally which engineering discipline was right for you? Like, do you have any, like, based on your experience, what would be your advice to somebody else trying to figure out which discipline they maybe want to go into?
3: Matt, I don't know if the answer is going to help engineers, probably not, but I didn't know. And it took a long time for me to flounder around and float around to figure out what my likes and dislikes are. I would say speaking to engineers or engineering students who may have doubts or who don't know, my what I can share is what The department head at the time when I was graduating from Cal Poly said to me, which is, it's okay if you don't know. You have another 20 years to figure it out. And so I genuinely would say that it probably took me about 10 years to figure out. That's, again, my unique path. The journey, though, for me was that even though I didn't know or if I wasn't happy with Uh, where I was, I had the positive attitude of knowing and framing that mindset that what I'm doing right now is a building block for something further on down the line. And so while you may not enjoy what you do 100%, at the time, you want to keep in mind that those become your building blocks of finding happiness later on down the line, because just as important of obviously knowing what you like is knowing what you you don't like and a very simplified analogy, but sometimes you can kind of relate that to dating a new person. You don't know what you're going to like and what you don't like about that person until you both hop in and you have that trust and you work through some of those challenges in a relationship. And, you know, you're going to, come to a point where, hey, you can find something that you can move on to, or you agree to disagree and you find, you know, new things. That's I think really important in a work environment that I like to add, which is if there's something that is just really not calling to you, I suppose I'm fortunate the company that I work for, you can express that and you can Work with your manager to have that communication and have that dialogue because there might be something else that is of interest to you that they can find a place for you in that office.
1: I think that does help engineers because I I know especially with engineers and their careers right now, but even with engineering students, they think they need to have things figured out. That's just not the case. How can you have things figured out if you haven't even worked an internship or even all you know how to do is take classes? So, of course, you're not going to figure it out. And internships, getting uh, jobs and working those things, you will that's when you'll figure it out. And even then, you'll still be figuring it out throughout your career. Things change. Uh, circumstances change. Interests change. So, it's like you said, just like the building blocks. You'll figure out what you like and maybe it'll change over time. But I think that's the important thing: is you're not going to have it figured out, and that's completely okay.
3: Yeah, completely okay. And when I was facing the imminent graduation, getting kicked out of school there after my last quarter, that was one of the more scary time. Was just the the unknown because I suppose I was fortunate that there were options and sometimes you know options can be good and sometimes they can be paralyzing just because you then have three or four different potential career paths uh that you think that you're going to need to commit to and as engineers we have that propensity of okay what's the right answer and the right answer is just make a decision and move forward that there's no such thing as a wrong answer in a career path Again, you have a lot of time ahead of you to get that experience, learn and, and cherish and understand those building blocks, and they become your stepping stones to just elevate you later on.
2: I love that you refer to it as a building block because it's like, even if you're you're not enjoying it, right? Learning what you don't enjoy and being okay to admit that to yourself, you know, saying like, that's not something that I particularly like, but this other thing that was part of this job, I do like. So I wonder what I could take from this to go to the next phase. And it's never a waste of time. You're always learning something and you just keep building, you know?
3: That's a great way to put it. It's not a waste of time. I spent another seven or eight years back in San Luis Obispo, and I absolutely do not think that that was a waste of my time because many of my other friends and colleagues in that time period have advanced so much further from what they're doing in their career path. Absolutely, I I do not see eight additional years. I stayed in San Luis Obispo after I graduated to figure out what my likes and dislikes are. was... I don't see that as a wasted time it definitely was a built there were very important building blocks for me and so it comes back to your frame of your mindset and just having those positive mindset i think that that's really important because a lot of folks that i talk to they're not happy and they don't know what to do about it and it just it turns into this vicious cycle of I don't like what I'm doing and I don't know what to do about it or I don't know how to communicate. And then they end up leaving the field where they might pursue something different. But at the same time, the question would be, well, where can the person be if they had a different attitude or take the uncomfortable step of having that conversation, that uncomfortable conversation with their manager in just being a genuine about, hey, what are my likes and dislikes are? And then seeing if there's, you know, ways that they can work with the managers. And those are uncomfortable and very rare discussions that come up. And hence, it's easy to just kind of sit there and be quiet and dwell on the the negatives or feed that negativity is not as productive for career development.
1: Yeah, definitely asking yourself what your interests are and communicating that hopefully to your managers so there can be some type of workshop or some discussion. So maybe it's not just you figuring out, but hopefully your managers helping you figure those things out in your career too, since it's um, always progressing. And I know you're also a big proponent of saying yes to opportunities in your career. Can you go uh, a little more into that and why you think that's important?
3: With new opportunities, there are the uncomfortable unknowns and uncomfortable challenges, and for me, I've learned to embrace those because I realize that those challenges and those uncomfortable situations are when I get to learn the most, and for me, I continue to enjoy learning. I feel that, again, those are just adding to those building blocks that I mentioned earlier. And so being a person in that meeting when there's questions about, hey, who can help or what are some of the ideas to solve puzzle? We like to refer to these challenges as puzzles. How do we solve this puzzle, this next puzzle that we're working on? Not being afraid to step into the limelight and step into the picture of offering ideas and willing to take those on. So it's a lot, folks, for when there's an issue or if there's a problem, it's very easy for that group setting to point out the things that are wrong. It's harder than to think about how you can improve or what are the things that can make it better. And those new challenges or the new opportunities uh, come up From those contributions, when you are in a room with a group of folks trying to figure things out and are willing to offer solutions rather than just pointing out what's wrong, I encourage folks to have both. Don't complain about what's wrong if you're not going to help and contribute by offering some type of solution.
2: Earlier Damon you referred to a mentor that suggested you had 20 years to figure out you know which discipline. Do you currently have any mentors? Are you do you have any mentees? Like why do you think it's so important to have a mentor as you make your way through your career?
3: Again, I was fortunate enough to have these great mentors who helped me throughout my journey. I think that they're important because In many ways, they're standing on their own building blocks and their vision and their view is a very different perspective. I like using the analogy of hiking up a hill. You know, for folks who have been in the industry, they have been on that journey and on that trail a lot longer than you have. And so their viewpoint and their vantage point going up the hill in many ways are a little bit more vast. Compared to somebody who's just starting out on the trail, you can't see what's around the corner or, you know, how much further it is to the next crest or the next rest stop. And that's where those mentors come in to help provide those, those guidance and give you at least a picture or a vision of what they see and their, their perspective that they can share with you.
2: Do you currently have any mentors that you work with on a regular basis, or are you working with any um, mentees on a regular basis or does it tend to be a little bit more like relaxed kind of style?
3: It tends to be a little bit more relaxed. We've been going through some shuffling with some uh, organization here, but I would say my you know previous boss, I really admire his the way that he lead the group of product managers and I you know, sit there quietly taking mental notes on how he interacts with his peers and as well as working across various different departments and just silently taking mental notes on what I see and what, what I value the way that he, you know, interacts and try and maybe perhaps not as good, but emulate some of those qualities when I'm talking to uh, the departments and the folks that I work with.
1: I like that analogy like, that you said, like you're climbing a a mountain or on a hike, yeah, you can do it by yourself, but having a guide that's already climbed it or hiked it, it's so much more easier and less treacherous and you'll probably save years of uh, failed lessons. When you have someone that, whether it's a direct mentor-mentee relationship, or like you were saying, you can look up to some people and and realize that they're really skillful and try to emulate that too. I think that's really important because... Most of us don't get to where we are in our careers without some type of guidance or mentorship or just having people support us throughout our careers.
3: Work-related, but on a personal level, I would say that my wife has been a huge part of helping me to balance out my life where she's the planner and she's the the fun person. She's definitely in charge of the social calendar and reminds me that it's okay to take vacations.
1: Yeah, because it, it needs that balance. I think uh, knowing what type of person you are, but knowing that it'd be nice to have that support to to balance it out. In terms of uh, if you're the type of person that works a lot, uh, I tend to be that uh, at times. But you know, having that support there to be let's go have some drinks or you know let's stop working for a bit. It's nice to have that because, like you were saying, you need that balance. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. To end off here, uh, Damon, do you have any final piece of career advice for structural engineers
3: out there? I would kind of go back and just emphasize that having a positive attitude just goes a long way. That's, for me, how I survived all these years with uh, having the mindset that having a positive attitude is having the, the point of view of knowing that there's opportunities just right around the corner. And that's what kept me going. Honestly, that's what has really helped me move along. My career development, career path is having that positive attitude, knowing that there's opportunities just right around the corner. Well,
2: thank you for that, Damon. We really appreciate you uh, joining us on this podcast today and for your time and all of your words of wisdom. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. To leave them, please visit structuralengineeringchannel.com. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, which is episode number 94. Don't forget to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, we wish you the best in all of your structural engineering endeavors.
0: dot org